Welcome to the Run for PRs podcast. This is your host, Victoria Phillippe. The Run for PRs podcast was created to give away the secrets to transform your training to reach your goals. We ask all the expert run coaches and athletes the questions that you've been dying to know the answers to. We will get the inside scoop on what really makes you the best athlete that you can be. Have you ever seen a fast runner and wonder, wow, how did they get so fast? Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. Welcome back. We're super excited to have you talking about strength training now that we kind of dove in and we talked about run training in the last episode. Now we're going to talk more on the strength training, which everyone is dying to know more about because you're a personal trainer in addition to having, you know, 20 years of experience as a run coach. So everyone wants to know your secrets. Why Why is strength training so important for a runner? Right. So here's, here's what I was saying. This really started back when I coached. Um, So I'll kind of put it to you this way. It's going to maybe seem like a weird story to segue into this, but think about like, any sport that you do, basketball, tennis, whatever it is, running, you want to be as specific as you can as far as like sports specific training. So if you were going to be a basketball player, you probably need to like dribble, <laughs> shoot, <Right. laughs> shoot baskets, you know, do things like that. And if you don't, you're not going to be a very good basketball player. So for running, you want to be run, you want to be specific. What's the most specific thing you can do as a runner? Running, of course. Run. Right. So you want to stay healthy to do that because if you're consistent and you do and whatever consist, consistent is for you, I mean, people are different. Some people that's three days a week, some that's five, that's six, whatever. But if you can be consistent and stay healthy, you're going to see results. And so that to me is really where strength training plays a huge role. And um, because it's going to keep you healthy, it's going to help with core, with balance, with all these things, and it's going to keep you running. So what I, about uh, if you're someone who's never had an injury? Because I remember you used to say, oh, you have to strength train to stay healthy. And I was confused. Like, what is staying healthy? You know, because some of these listeners, they might never have had an injury. They don't see like a reason for it. Right. Like, how common are these injuries? And- right. And that's a great question. And, and everybody's a little different. And I've had people that no matter what they did, never got injured and other people no matter what they did did get injured it just kind of depends but I'm always on the air of and I I wasn't like diehard like strength training you know like we have to do it but the more research I did the more like just because you're healthy now you want to stay that way and research shows it's not something like Skelly's making up (laughs) you know I it's it's a fact that it's going to help you structurally stay more sound especially for you know running you're taking you're doing that constant pounding you know, eventually that could, could catch up to you. Right. Um, and the kind of strength training I'm talking about isn't going into the gym five days a week, you know, pounding the weights. We're talking about probably two 20-minute sessions a week. If you think about when you were in college, that's about what I would have you do. Like twice yep. a week, maybe 20, 25 minutes. Because I never wanted to sacrifice the running. Um, that was the number one thing. But I did want to do at least enough of that. And I did a lot of work on figuring out what those moves and what those things were. I wanted to do at least enough to give people that chance to stay healthy. And for the most part, my, you know, I'm not tooting my own horn. My track record was pretty good. Oh yeah. People healthy. It happens. And probably the hardest part for me for coaching is when people do get injured because you feel like you're a part of that somehow and, and you're disappointed for the person, but you do everything you can to try to prevent that. I think that's where strength training and, and specific to running strength training comes in. Right. And that's what's important is specific to running. I think a lot right. of people are like, what does that mean? Because 
when you look at the traditional go to the gym, lift weights, go to the gym, strength train, right. I think people in their mind are thinking, okay, free weights, we're going to do some bicep curls, we're going to do the bench press, we're going to do, right. you know, like some squats with the rack. Um, that's what I think in my mind. Right. Um, and people are like, okay, you got to rotate, you know, shoulders and chest and right. you know, legs and all that. Yeah. And that's not really how it would go down. For us. Right. And not, not really at all. And I do have to tell some people, cause I'll have them, you know, email, I just had someone the other night, you know, email me and say, yeah, I do back on this day, you know, shoulders on this day and this on, and I'm like, well, that's not how this is going to be. It's going to be two days a week. We're going to really target everything. It's going to be a, a workout where you're going to keep moving. Um, it's super, super beneficial and you're still going to get stronger. You're not going to like look like Arnold Schwarzenegger when you get done. Um, but you're going right. to, it's going to do the things structurally and functionally that we need you to do to that are run. best suited for running. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's nothing wrong with, if you're a lifter and like, that's what you want to do. You want to spend, you know, hours in the gym, like doing those sequence. There's nothing wrong with that. But like but yeah. a lot of the, the things that we hear is, Oh, I don't have time. Or how, how do you have time to right. strength train? Cause these are just, you know, 20 to 30 minute exercises and it's almost a total body exercise um as opposed to okay four days a week you gotta go to the gym right it's just a different sort of program because you're already doing so much with your running exactly and you just you just want to supplement that and do it enough that, that it's beneficial i mean it's, you might say well two twenty minutes is that enough because i get asked that question too right and it is as long as you're being very specific and you're doing it the right way and you're doing you know the right kind of weights and the right kind of moves and really how i it came to be for me was when i would coach college both those things came into play you already had school, you had running, you had all these things you had to juggle. Now, am I going to throw all this strength training at you? You know, where are you going to find the time? So I really tried to develop something that was effective, but pretty quick and easy. You could do after practice, take you 20 minutes, whatever. And at that time, I had a little bit of pressure at times to have the team go strength training with the strength and conditioning coach. Mm. And you know me, I'm kind of not like a not real confrontational guy. Right. But that is a time where I was because I'm like, nope. I'm not letting someone else, you know, I was so worried that you'd be too sore to do workouts or oh. it's just a different kind of lifting. And the, the strength guy is one of my best friends still. He's the coach at the U of M. He's the throws coach. He knows what he's doing. But I, I had one experience where some, and I do think there's a place for some heavier lifting and some different things. If you're like an 800 runner. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. Definitely. A sprinter, and, explosive. Stuff right. For sure. for sure. So we had some of that. So he was convincing me that, you know, we should do some of this with the distance runners. So I let, um, Katie Rydine, who, you know, go lift with them one day. Oh, no. <laughs> and, she, and she was someone who had already qualified for nationals in the 10 K. This was going to be a big year or whatever. Right. She goes into a morning lift. I'm not exaggerating. She came to practice. She couldn't even walk. Her legs were so sore. I'm like, Meh, this is never happening again. Right. Um, because we need, you know, there's, we needed to be able to do the, the, things. the running, running workouts. Yeah. Because I mean, it has to be so specific to your goals. So I mean, right. her goals, she had to have, you know, legs that weren't completely trashed from doing, you know, squatting and deadlifts all day. Yeah. Right. And I was already doing a lot of research as a personal trainer. Obviously I coach and I train people now and still do that aren't runners. And so I know that you know, side of, the, of weightlifting as well. But I really tried mm. to find things that were really running specific. And really the college team, at least those first couple of years, I don't want to say guinea pigs, but, you know, I did a lot of different things to see what worked and then really develop things that I, that I feel really, really good about. And that's what we're using now. Hmm. Um, or are those similar kind of moves? It's a little different, but it's, 
it's, you know, it's highly effective. Yeah. I love how you have that experience working with a women's cross country team and kind of seeing what works. And I know that you also, when I was there, at least you also kind of helped with the men's developing a program and you were around that. So you have like the full, yep, full picture both. and working from events that were shorter distance, like the 1500, which is about a mile yep. um, all the way up to the 10 K, which is longer distance. And so you, you get kind of how it works. And I think that's great that you've developed um, a program that works with right. the runners. And it is just like running. Like I talked about in the other segment, you, you can't expect that the same thing's going to work for everybody. So it's, for the most part, obviously we have some of these that are taking going, I believe very strongly in all of those workouts, you still have to sometimes maybe figure out different things to work for different people. So just like you said, what I would do with a 1500 runner is going to be different than what I might have a marathon or do. Right. Or if someone's like training specifically for the 5k, they could probably get away with a little bit more a little you bit know, explosive more. stuff than, you know, marathon right. or peak but you marathon still want training to, to really mimic running and the moves you use in running, the muscles right. you use in running, because that's, what's going to help you. And, and, you, and you do, I think there's things you need to do like some lateral movement type stuff. Cause we never as runners do anything going in the lateral plane, going sideways. So I like to do a lot of band moves and side leg raises and stuff. So you don't have those weaknesses there and they end up hurting your running because you're compensating or doing something because those areas are weak. Um, and it, from coaching women for so long, they tend to have, you know, weaker hips. So really yep. focusing on that is important. And that's probably, uh, probably the number two or three question I get is, is, you know, strengthening hips or glutes or, that type of thing. So I, and I feel like these workouts do all that. Yeah, that's awesome. So how do you know if you're lifting or whatever? How do you know like when you're pushing it too hard or is there like a no pain, no gain or? <laughs> yeah, you definitely <laughs> don't want to do it to that. And I, especially, I think another thing you mentioned lifting heavy really for distance running, that's really not what it's about. And I do send out like a guideline of how to kind of try to figure it out. Cause obviously we're doing this online. I'm not there in person, but if, if I was with someone in person, like I personal train, you know, two different people today at work, to me, it's really, number one, it's about form. So worry about mm, that first. Yes. And then worry about the weight. And But you do. it is important to have the right amount of weight. And it's really kind of crucial. So let's say that I have you doing like, like what you just said, you should never feel like you're pushing it like to the max. No. But let's say I have you doing a set of 12 and we're doing something, I don't know, a dumbbell bench press. You should be able to do those 12 nice and controlled, but the last couple should be difficult. Be a little harder, yeah. but not like where you're going to just like pass out. After. Right. Or just break kind of in your forms, not breaking. You're just a little bit like, I'm ready for this to be done. Right. But not like I need this to be done. Yeah. It's, like, it's a little bit of a different feeling coming from like running a workout. Cause sometimes at the end of a workout, I mean, you would feel that way running, but when I'm in weightlifting mode, it's not the same right. for me when I'm doing it. And that's really super well said and a, and a good message for everybody who's listening. So it, it is different, but you kind of get to know that feeling and you right. want everything to be nice and slow and controlled. Don't be in a, you know, super duper hurry. Last couple are difficult, but always make sure that form is staying really, really solid. Cause that's where you can get into trouble. And a lot of us, you know, I've been guilty of this is like other people in the room. You're like, oh, I'm going to go a little heavier with this weight, whatever. You really want to be careful of that because having a heavy weight and then doing something a little bit wrong can lead to, you know, bad things happen instead of good things. Um, so just form first, I'd rather have it be a little too late and have great form 
been a little too heavy and form is lacking. Right. So form is super important. I love that point. So if you were at the gym, like by yourself, let's say, how would you suggest someone like looks at their form or what would be a good way to test to make right. sure you're doing the right form? So that's what and some people don't like this, but that's what the mirrors are are for (laughs) right and you see like I was you know I spend my I'm a fitness director besides doing the coaching so I'm in a gym all day right um, in a fitness center and there's people constantly in front of the mirror and it's not because they're checking themselves out they're making sure their forms right and I do that when I'm doing it to make sure I'm not leaning over my shoulders or I'm swinging the dumbbells or whatever so if you do that and I know people don't love it you can do it if you're working from home you know you should have a mirror at home um you want to watch yourself do it and really make sure that you're learning how to do it first and then mimicking that, you know, if I'm in person, obviously I can tell, you know, person to. Right. Or that person trainer, yeah. But with videos or whatever they're doing, they need to just try to make sure they're, they're doing it. If they ever question whether or not you're doing it right, I would say don't. Mm, don't do it. Like if you find like, a different move, or find that a different would, move yeah. or like ask some questions, you know, I'm always free for any, if people want to contact me, like, you know, should I be doing this or how, you know, how should I be doing this? Or if they want to videotape or whatever, um, can help out that way, but just making sure you're really doing the move as correctly as possible. Yeah. There are just so many options out there when it comes to like what sorts of lifts and like what yep. type of equipment you use. It can be like really overwhelming and almost to think about the different options. So right. it's good to know people can reach out to you and ask you that question. Right. And we try, and I try to make sure, like I, like I said, these workouts are effective, but I do think they're simple enough in nature that none of them are like, mind-bendingly hard to like figure out it's not like oh man I don't know what he means by this and and uh so I think that that you need to be that as a trainer you need to be mindful of that too that you have people that have never touched a weight you know and don't know how you know like we've done it so and and I've been doing it for 20 whatever years so you feel like it's kind of second nature but you have to even with running same thing you can't assume that the people know what we're talking about so you try to clearly clearly as you possibly can it can almost be like a different language, you know, right. if you were to write it out, oh, you know, dumbbell row, someone's like, what is it? Right. First of all, what's a dumbbell? Second of all, right. a kettlebell, you know, the just the different equipment. Right. And that's why I think having a video is good to kind of look at, okay, this is the proper form. This is the lift that we want you to do. And then I love how you said looking in the mirrors for form. And yeah. another thing, a lot of people, I mean, some people maybe follow me on Instagram and I've taken videos of myself lifting. But what I've noticed when I do that is I'm more like conscious of my form. And I've even sent you some of the videos. Like, right. how, yep. how bad is my form? And it, it gets you to thinking, okay, instead of like, you know, racking on all this weight, let's focus on how can my form be better? Because that form will then translate, you know, to better right. strength and yeah. balance yeah and, and, and your body will learn and it'll, and, it'll, and it'll fire in the right manner and do all those things and the and you know the weights will go up and that kind of thing but the kind of strength training we're talking about you're not gonna see like you're not gonna just keep adding weight and weight and weight you're probably gonna get to a, a place where it's a little different than running where you might hit a kind of a plateau type of weight that you stick at for a while and then right. eventually go up it just kind of depends and everybody's very different as far as the rate of that happening and and there's different things you can do. Let's say you get to a weight when you feel like, man, I, I don't feel like I could do more, but I, I feel like I, it's not could do something hard. different. Yeah. yeah so yes. Slow down. You can just slow down, just slowing down. Let's say you normally do, you know, you're doing your bench press and you're doing up for one down, slow it down to like three up, three down and watch how that's going to change. And so much harder. Yeah. It does not sound hard, but I challenge anyone listening <laughs> yeah. to do it. And as it's runners, really it's good, hard. It's, yeah, as runners, it's good for us because it's it, it's muscle endurance. 
And that's what we need. So slowing down. And I wouldn't do it every time, um, but I certainly like to mix that in. And anybody who's done, done some of these workouts will see that I have like a move that they normally do. And all of a sudden I have them slow it down or just do something different. Because our bodies adapt quickly with running yep. and with anything. And you need to keep challenging it to some degree without getting right. carried away. So those are some easy ways to do that is just to simply slow down or change the bit, you know, change things. Yeah. yeah. And I love how you said, like just switching small things up makes a big difference. And sometimes people don't know how to switch it up. So maybe they start a lifting routine and they're like, well, is this even really doing anything anymore? And if you're thinking that if, I mean, if it's been a few weeks, I mean, maybe it's not. So maybe it's right, time exactly. you know, to challenge your body because it does adapt quickly. So work on the next set of muscle groups or find a way that you can, you know, challenge it, adding balance or right. single legs or whatever. And I've had people now that have been working with me, you know, six, seven months, you know, with run for BRs. And I try to, yes, I believe in a certain amount of things, but I make sure that it's changing. Um, because right. I, know, I know the body. I mean, I know physiology that our bodies adapt really quickly to things. So um, quickly. Or yeah. More so than we think, even though you might think, Oh, I'm not that great at it or whatever your, your body is, everybody's body is going to move at different paces maybe, but everybody's going to adjust and your body's going to figure out a way to do it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, it's amazing firsthand to experience that. I, yeah. I, that's why I love lifting. Cause it's like the first time you maybe do an exercise and then two weeks later, you're like, I'm a pro at this next right. level. Yeah. And I always, yeah. so, so I work in a fitness center so I have uh, you know, personal trainers that work, you know, you know, I have employees and about three years ago. So I've always lifted and I've done kind of the, similar things of what we're doing actually the exact same thing that I have people doing. And, um, like three years ago I had someone, or maybe it was two years ago who just got her personal training license. And so she needed to practice. I'm like, well, I'll do it. You can practice on me. And she kind of had a similar style to me, but it was a little bit different. And, um, I learned some things from her that I'm now using, but I got, this is the first time that I really saw just such a huge difference for me personally and what it did for my running, especially as I'm getting older um, my posture right. is way better. Like at the end of workouts, I'm not like I was really someone who if I got tired, slouch city, you know, I'm just like, you can't see me right now, but I'm actually slouching. Right. I would like slow, like none of that. Like even I did that ultra last year. And I know that strength training helped me, especially it was extremely muddy, um, helped me so much to get through that. Like, obviously you have to do the, the other, the running training too, but the strength training that I was doing, which I use a lot of that now. Oh, it helped me so much. Yeah. I mean, it's just that maybe it's that one extra thing to get to the next level. I know right. we talked about that in the, yeah. the first episode that we did together. Um, and you never know what that is. And adding in strength training, that might be the missing thing. And for right. me, coming back after childbirth, um, I could tell right away, like, my body was different. I was like, oh, yeah. whoa, whoa, like, dining and everything. I mean, and then even recovering after that, I just felt maybe a little older, more fragile. I don't want to say <laughs> more fragile, but I, I did feel like I wasn't able to, you know, like pound as much um, right. as I used to. And I was like, maybe I need to focus a little bit more on strength training. Whereas the three years before even birth, I hadn't really lifted much at all because I'm like, you know what? I'm focusing on running, 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 running. Right. Um, and I, I, you know, I was really consistent in like that 325 to 330 marathon range. Um, I was trying to break a PR that I set back when I was lifting. I mean, right. I don't even really know why I stopped. It's kind of like, you know, I was very sporadic about it and I guess they just, you know, things right. happen. I mean, us runners were just so that we just, we're, we run a lot, so right. it's hard. I and get when you, it. when you cut something out, you know, it's easy, like me stretching. I'm horrible. Right. I know I need to do it. I'm like the most inflexible person you know. 
Yep. And yep. And I and I if I cut something out, that's all go. But I've really in the last three years have really stuck to the strength training. It's made like it's made a difference. I mean, like a huge difference. And I'm not. This is no kind of sales. Right. Thing. We're not like selling it. We're just telling our experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll tell you, like I did this ultra last year. It was my first time doing it. It was 31 miles. And about a week, you know, and I've been doing this strength training with the Darcy who I worked with. And uh, she was doing a great job. I didn't do, you know, I did some legs, but, and we'll kind of get to that question too, because people worry about their legs getting too sore, but I, right. I was starting to put more into it because I knew this was going to be kind of a grueling event or whatever. And it's, it's basically what it was is it's four laps and it's like 7.75 miles and it's 75% trail, 25% road Oof. about, about two weeks, well, about a week before it was going to happen. They sent us an email and said, we've had so much rain. We're going to maybe make it all road. And people really complained about that because, you know, people want to do the trail. Ultra, yeah. So they decided, well, and the trail people weren't even sure they were going to let us on it, but they decided to do it. And so this, I'm telling you, when I, like, when I say muddy, I don't mean like a couple of puddles. I mean, like, and it wasn't a long stretch, but it was like probably every lap, it was about three quarters to a mile of that lap was really bad mud. So bad that you had to like put your feet in it and like pull it out, whatever. I like, I was sure after the first half, I'm like, I'm going to pull something i but i know without a doubt because i did all that strength training i i never bonked amazingly i was out there for six hours which was way longer because of the wow your, you did a right because of, of the conditions right. and the trails yeah and i'm telling you this is how muddy it was and this is going to be maybe a major overshare but i've told a couple people this my feet had gotten so muddy because you'd basically go through this mud and then you get to a dry portion right so you get this dry clumpy mud on there and i'm mm-hmm. in like the second or third lap and i literally I didn't do this, but the thought <laughs> went through my head a couple of times. I was going to stop and pee on my feet just to get the mud off of my feet. Oh my God. That's that, and I just, I'm just say that. Not right. Like gross, there's so stress. much mud. Right. Yeah. I can picture how much I, I don't, I'm not into this, <laughs> the trail right. world for right. a reason. <laughs> right. And I, and I ended up, you know, I ended up never, I did not bonk. I mean, it was a slow process because it was warm. It was money. It was whatever, but I have no doubt that that's the strongest I've ever felt. Like after a race, I never cramped because I used to always have problems when I was doing a lot of yeah, yeah. No cramping had to do with the. Obviously, I was trained aerobically as well, but the strength without made a a huge difference. Made me a even more of a believer after that experience. Yeah, and I mean, just for me, I started lifting again. I think around March or April. after giving birth, like I said, I hadn't been doing it in three years. And here I was trying to, you know, PR in the marathon and a half chasing three-year-old PRs. Right. Um, and I was like, you know what? I just don't, I just didn't feel the same. So I'm like, maybe I should add in lifting, you know, cause you're supposed to. So I right. started doing all the little things that I was supposed to do and lifting was one of them. Um, and I mean, even like the whole season leading up to CIM and the PRs that I set this fall and finally broke through like that three-year plateau, Mm -hmm. I never felt like super, I don't know. I never felt like I was in aerobically better shape, but I think there was something there where I felt like stronger on my runs where I was like, I can do this. Like my form was better. I felt like strong. So instead of like, just like weekly, like fumbling through, like it was like, very direct i i felt very confident just with the strength that i was doing and i don't know it i think lifting probably played a big role in that well i think it helps mentally too like you feel stronger like you should really aim to go into any race if it's a goal race being as fit as you possibly can right that's running that's strength that's stretching that's doing all those little things to just give your body the best chance to be the fittest you can be on that day and I, and like I just said, I'm sure the strength training gave you confidence that you didn't even know what it was giving you because you, you feel stronger, you feel better, you 
you're like for me the biggest thing was like feeling strong and my posture was just so much better that it's gonna right. sound silly but that like gave me confidence I'm like I'm not I'm feeling like I'm staying strong through the whole workout or through the whole long run or and that never used to happen and I'm getting older it's not getting easier yeah right right I mean and, you're yeah you're so, approaching 50 and you're oh, still able to I'm still not 49 yet for the record but no, <laughs> I thought you said in the I don't know what I'm but... getting close. Like in a couple months, I'll be 49. Yeah, yeah. You. But it does, that's a good point too for people out there. So I'm certain there's people older than me listening. And as you get older, like when I was your age, I remember people telling me oh, it'll get tougher, and you're like, yeah, whatever. Um, right. It does, and especially you know going through the hard procedure that I told you about in the other. I think that was in the other episode, but having all that stuff and really having to reinvent myself as a runner, and then as I'm getting older, besides and celiac disease, all these different things. I've got to find different ways to be able to keep doing what I love doing, which is running. Running. Yeah. I mean, and you can't always get away with, you know, not strength training. Like you might be able to for a year or two or three, but eventually, I mean, it might catch up with you, you know, with an injury or you just develop imbalances over time because maybe your form, something you're doing, you don't even notice. Like right. maybe one of your quads are more dominant and just doing the weightlifting can kind of balance some of that out. Right. And I think about like at my other job, you know, I work with people that are older all the time that never did anything and their balance is not good and they struggle with that. And it's hard to do that when you're older. So if you'd start now and right. work on that, the chances are a lot better that that's not going to happen. Um, totally. So doing it now instead of waiting and waiting and waiting. And, and I honestly wish that I had been a little bit Started more serious sooner. about it. Um, but now I'm very dedicated to, it and it's, it's a part of my plan and it's something I look forward to. I've actually really grown to like it. Um, not that yeah. I didn't like it before, but it was more like, I need to run. I just want to run. And yes, I, I, I know that exact feeling, but now I, I look forward to the yes, I'm still like running, it. but I go to the gym and do that kind of thing too. And, and, uh, it, it can make a huge, huge difference. But again, being running specific is, is what I aim for when I go work out too. So I'm not trying to like get huge I, my body I don't right. have a body that will <laughs> but um <laughs> I mean we all have different you know frames I'm just this is not happening for me right like I think of the lifting sessions that I'm doing is just like a small like supplemental of right, my exactly. run training yeah so even when I was training for CIM I know a lot of the questions that I get people are like when should I be strength training um and I always say and what I did this fall that you would recommend doing is on my workout days I would go to the gym you know like six on my lunch break a couple hours after I finished my workout and I would lift and I know that yep. sounds awful like the last thing you want to do <laughs> after waking up in the morning early and doing your workout is strength training yep. but yeah it actually kind of feels good to like get the blood flowing and like getting it over with. And then the next day is you can just focus on rest and recovery because you're allowing your body like that total time yep. on those easy days to not be, you know, lifting or doing a hard workout. Yep. And I totally 100% agree. And that when you were in college and when I had you strength training, when I have people do it now, at the very least on running days for sure. But if they can be on your hard workout days, that's even better because like you said, that when you're having that important recovery or rest day, you're actually doing it. You're not adding strength training to that day. Um, I would recommend not doing it on long run days. Um, me personally, as far as strength training goes, just because I feel like you're already kind of taxing your body a lot. And then to strength train, I'd be a little bit, not that you couldn't, but I'd be a right. little bit more concerned about injury. I mean, I've had people do it. Um, but, and we're talking like when you get into some really longer runs, 
I would yeah, like marathon training, right? Yeah, I would be careful of that. Um, I would much more choose during the week and after work. Like we talked about, we're not talking about two hours of lifting. We're talking, you know, half an hour max and really efficient. And it's, you know, my workouts, they keep you moving. So you're kind of to a degree, I mean, you're not getting aerobic work, but you're still getting your heart rate up there and you're sweating and you're, you're kind of, you know, getting through these workouts. It's not just to sit on a machine, do a couple reps. Right. So it kind of moves too. And I think that keeps people a little bit more for lack of better terms entertained because some people do find strength training boring, you know, oh, and they don't want to do yep. it. And so make, I'm not saying I'm, it's mystery. You know, I'm making it super exciting, but it's different. And, it, and I hear it all the time, like from people I'm coaching for hours all the time, like, Oh, I really love this. It's, you know, fast. It's, you know, so quick. Oh, they do. Oh, oh that's yeah. great. I, that's yeah. awesome to hear. Yeah. So I hear, I mean, and I'm not just saying, I hear that a lot and people, I just got a message while we were in between, you know, talking here quick, I looked and I got a message from them. It went great, you know, and it's really nice to, to get that feedback. So. Yeah. I mean, people keep buying it. I mean, it's like every, every month they're going on and buying it. I'm like, he must be doing something right. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. They, they seem to really like it. Um, and it's I guess then go ahead. What, what were you going to say? I was just going to say it's different because obviously I'm not there in person to motivate them. Um, which people that, you know, who personal train, like at work, a lot of times what they like is having that person there with them doing it. So there is a little bit more of a aspect where you have to be a little bit more independent, but the way we do it, you can still ask me questions. We can still, there's still accountability just like with the run coaching. So I think it, it really can work online that way. Go, go right. Yeah. So another question that I get from people online or one that came in was, should you strength train if you're still sore from your previous strength training? Right. So it depends on what they mean. Like, you should never be so sore that you can't like say walk up steps. You like, right. let's say like you can't even move. That means you did way too much weight or you did something. And I really feel like the workouts we're having them do, it'd be really difficult for you to get in this place. But I would say this people that have never done it and we start doing a little bit of legs, or just, you're going to get sore. Oh yeah. And really the, the, one of the best ways to get out of that, as long as it's not like crazy soreness is to move again and to do the movements again, even though that might sound nuts, but your body will adapt. You'll get used to it, getting that blood flowing, doing it again. It, it Probably the first couple of weeks you do this, you, you're going to feel some soreness. But I feel like after that, it's going to be pretty minimal. Um, but if you ever do like do too much weight and it's that sore, then we would just talk about it and take a little extra rest and talk about doing lighter weights or whatever it might need to be. But for the most part, I would say a little soreness is good because it means you did the right amount. If you don't feel anything at all the very first time you do it, then I'd be a little concerned that the weights were maybe a little bit too light. Right. I like how you broke it into like two different categories of soreness. Cause I kind of know the one that you're talking about where you're just like, you can't even walk. Sore. Right. Cause I think maybe we've all been there where we go into the weight room and we're like, Oh yeah, this is a good weight. You know, it's, right. cha- it's a challenging weight and you're doing legs or something. And then the next day you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't even sit down on the toilet. <laughs> right. like then that's- you're that sore. And I think that's what turns a lot of people off to strength training. If you're a runner, cause I mean, if you made that mistake once you're out of the game, for five right, days right exactly so that's why again like the workouts we developed too are like 12 15 reps the right. chances are a lot better if you can do that many reps it's not so heavy that you're going to get that crazy sore not saying i've never been there i mean i've done some right. things where i tried something different i'm like whoops yep. like, like for me i like one of my favorite moves for runners a walking lunge if i haven't done them in a while oh yeah i know when i do them 
the next couple of days, it. I'm going to feel it, but not so much that I can't run. And maybe my run is like, maybe not as, you know, I feel it a little bit during the run, but never enough to like change my form or that I right. can't run or whatever. So you, you should expect some, but if you do smart and sport, you know, like we keep kind of trying to hammer home, this seems to be running specific. You're not going to get, you shouldn't get that sore. Maybe initially a little bit, but as time goes on, I think you won't even notice it too much. Right. So, if, I mean, if you're starting a new program and that happens like the first day, I mean, that that's tough. But I think what you're trying to get at is when you first start, I mean, I always, when I see your workouts that you give me, I'm like, all right, this is a new one. I haven't done it. It involves my legs. So <laughs> he says to do 10 to 12. I'm going to do like eight. Yep. And I'm only going to do like two or three rounds instead of the full four, just to see like how my body responds. Cause sometimes that like delayed muscle soreness that you don't feel right away, it sneaks up on you. That's yep. super sore. So I, I am always just like, okay, I'm going to be really cautious and see how I respond. And sometimes that like prevents those really bad ones from right. happening. And that's what it, everybody out there should listen to what she just said. Cause that's really important. And one thing when we're doing online is I'm not seeing what you're doing. So if it is new and it, or really, if you're just starting out and I have 12 and you want to do eight, just to see how it goes, like she said, certainly do that. Totally. And that's really smart. And then build, cause you always have time to go, you know, it's easy to start out with too little and then do more than once you do too much, it's too late. Right. You know or, I mean? or don't try to be a hero. Like right. I had one where you gave me one when it was like, Oh, just do these side lunges. And I was like, all right. And I like added, you know, a kettlebell. I, I decided to hold. Cause I'm like, I can do side lunges. But then the next day I'm like, uh Oh, why did Oops. I add weight? You know, like I didn't <laughs> right. need to be doing that. Um, and you found out when it was too late. And, right. and, some of it, I'm, and I don't want people to think, well, I'm never going to be, you know, that they're never going to be sorry. They told me I'd never be sorry. You, you should have a little, but like you just said, just be careful, monitor yourself. Worry about that. We keep talking. We'll worry about the form first. Do right. lighter weights. Worry about the form. Let your body get used to it, and then start adding that in. Right, and then even if you're first starting, you might even think, okay, a couple lunges, like whoop de doo, like you didn't right. do a lot. And I think that's what's hard for runners because it's like it's it's kind of like that easy run concept. Like people right. don't like to do an easy run because it's oh, it's boring, you know, but, and the same goes with strength training parts of the strength training can be kind of like, you know, boring. It doesn't right. feel like you're getting a great workout, but over time I've been able to look at myself in the mirror and be like, Oh, I feel like I look stronger, you know, and, right. and you feel it over time. It's not like you're not doing anything. Um, and I think just like understanding that it doesn't need to feel like this crazy workout where you're, you know, PRing and your your squat right. or whatever. Yeah. And I design it in such a way too that it starts out with the right progression. So you're not starting off at like these super crazy workouts. It's this kind of building. And one thing that I tell people with both the run coaching and the strength coaching, whenever I'm coaching someone is like, you know, I, I as a coach, I'm going to do what I think is really appropriate for you. And sometimes I have to resist that urge to like, Ooh, I'm going to show them this super cool workout or do whatever. And it's not really appropriate for them at that time. Right. So some of the training might be at first a little bit, not super exciting, but it's the right thing to do at that time. And then we'll build and it'll, it'll get, I don't want to say more exciting, but it'll get, you know, it'll get better as time goes on. And, and just to be careful of that, both of us, the, the athlete and the coach of trying to do too much too soon. Right. And that's my mantra for running too and strength is avoid the terrible twos which is too much, too soon, too fast. Mm, yep. You don't want to do that, especially with lifting. Yeah. Right. And just, again, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but just really focusing on that form first, use lighter weights, figure it out, and then start slowly building from there. 
Yeah. Perfect. So I'm sure you have gotten this question before or had run athletes who have taken these sorts of classes. I mean, you work at a gym, so you're mm-hmm. familiar with like body pump and all yep. these different sort of classes that are fun that are out there for group fitness. Um, so as far as like high intensity interval training and like CrossFit, Orange Theory, kickboxing, body pump, are these considered strength training and are they something runners should be doing? And how would you, if someone really likes these activities and they want to keep them in your, their schedule, how yep. would you frame it up? Like, or should they drop them? I mean, talk a right. little bit about that. Yeah. So I'm going to give you, this is my opinion. And I actually did talk to um, a little bit today about this. I happened to be talking to our head physical therapist at work who happens to own. He has a side business where he trains a lot of high school athletes and where he kind of gets this question a lot. And I, and I have runners that I'm coaching run for PRs that love to do this stuff. Yeah. Orange here's, theory is huge. huge. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's kind of my answer in hit too. And that kind of thing. Yep. Is it strength training? Yes. I mean, in, in, in Project, that aspect, of it course, is yeah. but is it, is it running specific? Mm. No, I mean, probably not unless I mean, it's yeah. specifically that way. It's probably not running specific. I, what I worry about with some of those things personally, again, getting back to being a run coach, cause I always think about the running first and the staying healthy is just like with that hit training being that it's a little bit more high intensity. It's really easy to like lose form, get tired. I worry about injuries. Mm-hmm. So doing that, like I had someone who wanted to do like hit or something like five days a week plus <gasps> marathon. Oh. And we had to have a conversation how, <laughs> what I would really feel is like one day a week. And then the rest of the, the, the time you're, you're doing maybe one other strength workout that's just a more regular-based strength workout and then the running. To do that five times a week and try to also do a marathon program to me was mm-hmm. very difficult. Um, not, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of these kind of workouts. And like you said, I work at a gym. I go to some of these things. Oh, yeah. They're super fun. I mean, if that's what people – if that's, like, something that's really important to them, like, totally right. keep it up. I mean, you can work around whatever, but you just have to ask yourself, like, what is – the main goal I'm training for, like what's super important to me, just right. assessing the goals as an athlete yourself. Cause maybe, you know what, maybe you are training for a marathon. Maybe you love going to body pump three days a week. We like, you can make a schedule to train for a marathon right. doing that. But if your goal is like, I, I want to be cute, all my eggs in one basket, like give me the plan. That's going right. to do that. Mm, like yeah, you just kind of got to weigh the options. Right. And you're exactly right. And it's like, what is your main goal? Is mm-hmm. your main goal to like, you know, do okay at the marathon, but I still want to do all this strength stuff or the, the orange theory or whatever, then that's great. If your goal is like, you're more of an ego, like I really want to qualify for Boston. What should I do? My opinion of my opinion is mm-hmm. to maybe do that stuff once a week, right? Concentrate on the running. Cause that's, what's going to get you there. And sports for some, some sort of sports specific running specific strength. That's going to help you. And, and I like those kind of classes too, but I wouldn't do them more than personally once a week. Yeah, I love all exercises, so it's so hard to be like, mm, don't do right. that. Or people are I like, want, I go I to don't... CrossFit four days a week, and I'm like, well, that's awesome. I right. want to go to CrossFit four days a week, too. Like, Right, and I don't want to, anyone to think that I'm, like, downplaying those. those no. Awesome. But if we're talking about running as well, you just yeah. have to balance it somehow. Right, like, just asking yourself, too. yeah. Right. But I definitely do think it's strength training. It's just a different form of it. Body pump especially is very much strength training. It's just a lot of repetitive, the same motions. I, I actually one time did, did like a spin class and t- decided to try body pump. And I went in there and it was me and there was like, 
I'll just be honest. It was me and there was like 30 women in there. So I put way too much weight on the bar. Oh no. I literally, I went for a run the next day. I had to turn around and go home because I couldn't feel my legs. Oh Cause I, wow. Cause, so there's definitely a strength component to that. That was a long time ago. Right. But um, I did, you know, let my ego get the best of me and um, did a little too much. Well, and that's another factor too. Like some people are super competitive, myself included. So if I went to a class like Orange Theory, um, that would not be good for me because right. <laughs> I just know that I would be like racing and be like, I'm going to be the best, you know? Like, yep, exactly. Yeah, it's, so like, just kind of knowing yourself as an athlete and even as a coach, like knowing how your athletes are. So I, you know, if I had certain athletes that wanted to go to those classes, I'd be like, right. Mm, are and you going to keep it easy? You know? <laughs> right. And that's the thing too, in the conversation that you have to be, and especially as a coach, you have to be willing to have those conversations and just tell them, this is how I feel about it. And what I would recommend, but if it's something they love, you get, you know, you want to help you gotta balance a way it. to make yep. it work, but there's part of me that's just like, yeah, we're, you know, you're running and you're doing that five times. I mean, you just, I, I get so concerned about uh, burning yourself out or getting injured or, or that. Yeah. Thing. So just finding a way to balance it. And I, to answer the question, I do think their strength training is just different mode of strength training and the high intensity stuff. If you do that too much, I think that doesn't correlate as well with running. I would probably do that once a week. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it it just depends on your goals, like he said, but I know I remember when Ben first started working with us, you know, two years ago, we were just growing a bit. We maybe had like 80 athletes that we were working with just total and run for PRs. And he had someone that like got injured and I was like, oh, whoa, like what happened? Because that doesn't really happen. Right. happen. And I was like, what's going on? And I almost like but I jumped the gun and been like, you trained her too hard. But she, turns out she was going to like these, these classes where they were doing box jumps and stuff. Yeah. And she like ripped her Achilles or I uh. don't know. But yeah, so I mean, and that's another component is if you're the more aggressive you're going on the other stuff you're doing outside of running, like the higher chance for injury. Right. I mean, running, you're already risking injury. I mean, yeah. And same goes with, I had one athlete who lives in Minneapolis um we were working together for like three or four months and then all of a sudden I got an email oh I was playing you know football like with their flag football I don't know but someone got like tackled and the same thing has happened with Jason Jason likes to participate my husband in other sports and stuff and he will get hurt and not be able to run months on end because I'm like well why did you go do that and get hurt you know right yeah and that's like me even like I like to bike like road bike but i'm always afraid mm. to do it because i'm gonna hurt myself to run so i'm like i'm gonna get you know fall down a crash yeah do whatever. And i've seen people you know like friends that have done that and like broke their collarbone or did whatever and i'm like then they're out of doing nothing so I'd like taking the risk to me some just wasn't worth it but I'll, although now i'm cross-training but I, I, I see what you're saying. It's like, you're just putting yourself at more risk. Right. It's like risk versus reward. You yep. know, everyone has to kind of look at themselves and be like, okay, what are my goals? Are these going to get me there? Right. And it just depends for every person. Yeah, so we're not saying these classes are bad. No, we're just, we're just they're saying, awesome. What are your goals? <laughs> yeah. And what are you, what are you looking to do? Yep. Yep. So, well said. Um, yeah. So another thing that I get asked a lot, or I actually, it's funny. I had like three people ask me this this week. So if they were tapering for a marathon, should they start a lifting, <laughs> should they start a lifting program? Which of course the answer is no. Right. If you're tapering, like, yeah. no, let's not do that. But. And I 100% agree with that. Answer. <laughs> right. A follow-up question that people want to know is during marathon training, should you keep lifting? And then like, when do you stop? Yep. So that's a really good question. I've just had a few people that I'm doing both strength and running for, and we just went through this whole thing. 
here's all my feeling what I have athletes do is I think you can strength train right up until the week of your goal marathon. So, but the two weeks before I would probably not probably do a little bit less legs, but here's the thing you're tapering. If you're strength training this whole cycle and you rest for like a week, it's like bonus tapering, Mm -hmm. like big time bonus tapering. And just usually myself personally. And when, when I'm coaching people, it's just that last week because your body gets used to those moves too. So to yep. just to suddenly do, you know, stop it, you can get tight, different things can happen. So I really like, and there's even some people I've had that were worried about not doing it, maybe even the week of, do a very light workout just to go through the motions. Yeah. With like maybe with super light dumbbells or do nothing. But my, the way I answer that question is the week of the goal race for sure, don't lift. And I wouldn't lift the week after either. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's good. So like seven to 10 days before you can cut the weights and then yep. like the, a full week off and like, when can you start reintroducing yeah, strength so I training? Think, I think if you take as long as things went well with the marathon and other things didn't happen, you know, like you had an injury or something happened during the marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, let's hope that doesn't happen. But as long as everything came out, you're pretty much on the stage. I would say you take that week off the next week. I usually have people do a light strength workout and then you can get right back to it. Typically, especially the kind of strength training we're talking about. Right. We're just heavy. lighter. Yeah, yeah. And maybe you back off the legs for a little while um, just to be careful because, you know, you take that, you take a pounding everywhere, but obviously your legs are taking, it takes about three weeks to repair the muscle damage you do in a marathon. Yep. And uh, so if you wait at least a couple of weeks, you know, you could do some cross training to kind of, and you're not going to lose a bunch. That's what would probably a follow-up question people ask. Well, it's like, well, if I'm doing all this strength training and then I take two or three weeks off and we're just going to lose it. And physiologically, really, it takes a little bit longer than that. And your mm-hmm. body needs that recovery from that marathon. And you're, you're just a little bit higher risk for injury if, like, the next week you just start hitting the weight. Right. I, would take I have time. a question about that specifically, sure. like, with strength training and losing fitness cardiovascularly. Yep. Which one is easier to lose? Like, which one goes faster, strength or your cardiovascular fitness? Right. Then that's a super good question. I, I guess from research and things that I've read and what I, what I know, I would say – the, probably the strength goes a little bit quicker. Oh, it does. Okay, um, yeah. Because running physiologically, because this is a question obviously we get a lot. I haven't been able to run in a week, and I've lost right. I gained. It, <laughs> it, and I've done a lot of study on this. Like, I've read books, research, listened to podcasts, whatever. And it, it takes two weeks, really, to for your body to start, you know, those changes that you've made to start going away. And right. it doesn't happen. Oh, it's not like two weeks happen. And it's <clears throat> super gradual right. when it, it does is. happen. And yeah. so people need to know that, you know, let's say, and especially if you're fit going into it, and you unfortunately have an injury or life happens and you have a life event and you need to not run for a while. It's not just going to go away. And be, if you've been consistent up until that time, it'll come back all that much sooner. With strength, it can be a little bit because, you know, you're making different kinds of gains and your muscles are getting used to firing a different way. And I don't want to say you lose it, but let's say you're, you're strength training and you're doing bicep curls with 25 pound dumbbells. You take a couple weeks off, you might have to do twenties. So I'm not right. talking like drastic, but it tends to be a little bit, for yeah. me, at least from experience, a little bit faster. No, I, I, that's exactly, it's good to hear that because when I started lifting again after my marathon, I mean, I, it, cause then you take the first week before your marathon and after your marathon. So you're, you know, two, two and a half weeks. I had okay. gone without lifting thinking, mm, it'll be no biggie but I felt you know like a, a little bit weaker right. <laughs> and I was like oh no what happened but 
gaining it back was so much easier. Like right. after those first few sessions, you know, you... and it comes back quickly. Plus you got to think you ran a marathon, your body's tired. So recovering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so totally. you're going to be a little weaker just because of that. Cause your body's like, what the heck is she going to give me a break? Um, <laughs> so you have to, to, to kind of realize that too, but it does in both realms, you, you bounce back quicker than you think. You just have to be careful about it. Not go from zero to 60. Like you took a couple weeks off. Don't have your first week be, 50 miles or the first time you lift weights be super hard, you know, kind of ease yourself back into it and it'll, it'll come back quick. Right. And I think that's so good to talk about the importance of recovery. Cause like you said, yeah, even though it was a week later, I'd still ran a marathon, your body's still recovering. So in that regard, is there a reason why you're only doing like two lifting sessions per week? Some people might think, Hmm, is that enough? Right. And I get that question quite a bit. And kind of my feeling with it is, especially if, again, we were talking just a moment ago about goals. What's your goals? And if it's really a running goal, then it needs to be, everything needs, should be running specific. So I think two is, way, is more than enough. If you're like, let's say on an off cycle and you're not, like I have someone right now who just ran a marathon. She's not going to do another one until the fall. You wanted to add a third day for a little extra strength, you certainly could. But if some of it's a time thing, some of it's, so to me, two is enough. But three, you know, if you have the time and your mileage isn't super high, you could do it. Um, I get a little nervous about it being too much and, you know, having someone get tired and they're doing all this running plus trying to strength train three days a week. For me personally, I like two. Um, but right. part, of that's, part of that's a personal opinion, but it's also years of doing this. Not- well, two, it doesn't sound like a lot. Like I hear two right. and I'm like, Psh, anyone can do that. And sometimes, honestly, like the first time you gave me some of those workouts, I was like, Psh this isn't hard, but if you actually do it and you commit to doing it like week after week on top of your marathon training, it can wear on you. And everyone's all excited when they start a new program. They're like, Oh, I can do, you know, 10 days a week, you know, I can do lifting or whatever. Um, but in reality, this is something you want to have sustainable over the course of your training cycle. Yep. And you want to be able to do these other workouts because that's a big thing I get is I'm going to be too sore to do this. So if you're doing it three, four times a week, you're just adding to potentially getting from all the running and all the things you're doing, just getting a little bit too tired and not being as fresh and as fit as you could be two days a week. And it's not, this isn't something I'm making up. It's a fact right. um, research that that's enough as long yeah. as you're doing it correctly and you're doing specific things. Yep. I heard that from my physical therapist. She was like, yeah, two days a week. You're not really going to get a lot more benefit from doing like, you know, the, these exercises more than two days a week. Right. Um, and I was doing two and decided to try three for a while. And again, we've kind of had this talk. I'm getting older I'm doing this, and it was just too much. I just, especially with trying to run and I just cut back to two and I feel like I was getting more benefit out of doing two than three. Everybody's different. Um, some people can maybe handle that, but I recommend if you're asking what I recommend, it's two. All right. That's, that's great advice. So when we're thinking about when to place these two, I know one could be on the workout day. You said to avoid the long run days. So, right. And I've had people do it, but it's just a little bit to me again, my worry about injury stuff. Like if you just ran 15 miles, are you a little bit more likely to maybe not be hydrated or have something happen and you're doing this strength training and just things can, you know, I don't want to say go wrong, but not go as well as they could. I worry about the long run. Right. Otherwise, no, that's that's a good point. But then, like, where would you place, you know, yeah. the other lifting day? Like, what, what day do you normally suggest? Right. So what I usually try to look at, and if I don't see their schedule, I just kind of ask them, what days are you running on? What days are you doing your hard workouts on? And if a workout works out nicely, let's say there's they run long on Saturday or Sunday, and they're two harder days or Tuesday and Thursday, I would say Tuesday and Thursday. 
not that you can't do like Monday, Thursday, or it, it just kind of depends on some of its time. And it doesn't have to be, like I said, I prefer to have it on harder running days. It doesn't have to be that. Right. I do have people that have to do it on the recovery days because they have kids or they have schedules or whatever. And it's not that it's bad. It's just maybe a little bit nicer if you have that day to recover. But if that's the only day you can do it, it's still going to work. And right. We're just talking about what's ideal. Ideal. Yeah. But not for everybody. You know, I have people that, you know, busy schedules. And that's a lot of what we do as coaches is help them figure out when they can do things when crazy things come up. Yep. Managing all the things. And, you know, even if you skip a week, uh, just get back on the next right, week. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. not like, oh, I'm a failure. Like it happens. It happens right. to me. I haven't lifted all week. You know, right. I got sick earlier in the week. I was like, I'm not going to add extra stress yep. on my body. I'll lose strength. I don't care. You know, like you can gain it back. You know? Right. And I've been really busy with like New Year's resolutions at work and doing some other things. And I haven't been, I've been running, but I haven't strength training about a week and a half. Wow. And I'm yep. not panicking. It's like, I know it's going to, I'll yep. get back to it. And as soon as I can and I try to be as consistent as I can, but occasionally that happens. Yep. You just get back to it and be as, you know, once you can just be as consistent as, as possible. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about terminology because something that I've noticed is sometimes the words cross training, right. and strength training, people maybe get confused right. there. So maybe you could give some guidance. Right. So I'm going to give you, and I, and I think you can give a good opinion on this too. Right. But yeah, but my opinion is those are two different things. Totally. I, I mean, cross training to me and you know, I guess anything that isn't running, you could say is cross training. But when I'm talking about cross training, we're talking about something that's active recovery that mm -hmm. you're, you're getting off, you know, off of your legs a little bit and you're doing something where you're still getting your heart rate up. You're still working on that aerobic endurance. You're just not doing it with running. To me, that's cross training, elliptical, swimming, biking, those kind of things. Strength training, I think, right. is a different modality entirely. Yeah, they're like two different things. Like people right. are like, oh, how do I fit in cross training, running, and strength training? I'm like, okay, let's paint the picture here. Because I think most most athletes, I mean, it just depends on your level. So if you're a very beginner runner, I think you're going to be doing maybe a mix of the three. Just because right. you can't yeah. run as many days per week. Like if you're just starting out, or maybe you're only going to run two, three days a week. Right. And you might spend the other days doing these cross training, which is just a fancy word for saying like swimming, biking, elliptical. Right. We don't know what your favorite is. So right. just throw that word in there. And then you might be lifting also in addition to those things. And that does right. sound like a lot on paper. But it's really uh, not because you terms, right? Right. Yeah. And cross training is really just taking place of a running day. So if you're doing like strength on a running day, it's no different because if you're doing on a cross training day, it's just a, right. Yeah, you're, you're exactly. It's a different term. Yeah. Right. And, and, here's and I one, think people get confused because they think, right. that, and then people like maybe who are running five, six days a week and they aren't doing any cross training and they don't want to do any cross training, they can't add anymore. They're like, oh, well, I'm our, I, I can't cross train. I can't strength train. Right. I think they get a little. They get worried there, but you don't have to cross train. Like if you're already maxed out and your running mileage, like just based on your, your schedule as right. is, like life is busy. And if you can't do more than five days a week, don't add yeah. an extra day, you know, exactly. to add in cross training for no reason. Yeah. Right. And when, when people ask me like, what's the best cross training? Like I get this a lot at work or what's the best thing mm. for me to do? My answer is whatever one you'll do. So like, right. cause as long as you're doing it right and get your heart rate up to the right amount, it's like, let's say you hate the elliptical, then don't do the elliptical, you know, if, exactly. unless you absolutely have to, that's the only thing you have and you want to get it in. That's a different story. But if you have a choice between like a bike swimming and whatever, and you like, I have someone I'm coaching, she loves swimming. 
it's an awesome cross training because it's so good on your body because you're getting rid of that pounding, then you should swim you right. know, and, and just kind of pick that. And I do that every day at work. It's like, which one of these machines is the best? It's for cardio. It's like whatever one you will do. Right. Whichever one is like the most exciting for you, you know, like you right. should kind of enjoy your workout, you know, don't right. force yourself to, you know, go swim if you hate swimming right. or bike if you hate biking. But exactly. we, we know that like running is your first love, Right. <laughs> but exactly. you have to just find your second love. <laughs> yep. exactly. For me, like I do not like the elliptical. I just, whatever, I get bored. I can't do it but I do like biking. So I can, yes. you know, I, like you just said, my first love is running. I'd rather do that, but I know that I, my body needs other things and needs that recovery. I, you know, I'll jump on a bike or I swimming. I'm not a big fan of, cause I'm like, <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah. Swimming is hard to learn, but I do know that, I mean, most, they're all working that aerobic base. And I know that there are swimmers that have come to us who want to become runners and it's great to have that right. base. So it think is. about it in the reverse way you're running and it goes hand in hand. Yep. So to answer that question for me, it's two different things. Yes, totally. So it's great to think of all the components that make up a training program. And I'm sure it's a lot for people to figure out. It's like, it's almost like a puzzle when you're coming up with a training plan for an athlete. And figuring out what works and what works best for that person. Sometimes that takes time and you have to like try different puzzle pieces or whatever, but eventually you figure it out what works best for you just because you see the success happening. Right. And some people, they don't even have access to the gym. Like they run because, you know, it's easy. They can yeah. just go outside. So is, I mean, are there exercises that people can do at home? Yep. So there's even just body weight. You don't even need weights that can be super, super effective. I mean, right. we, just, we talked, I don't know if it was, I think it was on this one talking about walking lunges or even just pushups or, when someone might say, well, I can't do a push-up. Well, there's ways to do them. Modified, you know, like yeah. Yeah, you could use your stairs. You could use a wall. You can do – you can – if you want to do it, there's a thousand different ways to do it. Yeah. Um, maybe not a thousand, but hundreds for sure. But you can, uh, you can definitely figure out ways to do it at home. And I've had that happen You know, with people like, I'm going to be – you know, I'm going on a trip, but I'm not going to have any weights. Well, here's a workout that you can do that I guarantee will be effective and hard, and you don't need a single weight. You know, especially core, like a lot of core, like oh, yeah. others need core, um, core strength. You can do a lot of that stuff from home. And that's what I like a lot about a lot of the exercise that you give. I feel like most of them usually incorporate core work because they're yeah. working like two different muscle groups at once and somehow your core is involved. Right. Yeah. And here's one thing to, to think about with running. So when you go run outside, your quadriceps and hamstrings and different muscles are kind of trading off on what's working and when. Your core is always engaged mm. 100% of the time when you're running, 100%, not 99, 100%. So you, it needs to be strong. And uh, that's where a lot of, and, and it doesn't have to mean like you're planking for hours or doing these different things. There's a lot of ways to build your core, just even just doing regular strength moves that are going to make your, your uh, core stronger. And that's why it's, again, running specific moves that are going to help that. And that's exactly what you're using in running is that core. Wow. Yeah. So one last point about the core work. I remember sure. when I was on your cross country team, <laughs> we would do core like after, I don't know, most of our runs, like, yep. it would be multiple times per week. And I think I remember you saying something like core is something you can do like daily on back to back. Yeah. And so is that true? It, it is true. And research, which on, it depends on what we're talking about. When we're talking about like the midsection doing those mm-hmm. muscles, they can be worked, you know, daily. When you start okay. talking about doing like, 
bicep curls or your legs or whatever you do, you want that day in between because your muscles need to regenerate, rebuild, grow. Right. And that's how you get stronger. But with the core, and there's a lot of research on this, you can do that. It's, it's for sure like four or five days a week. Yeah, that's good to and know because I know sometimes people, they like to like do planks or whatever. After right. They're run, we used to do that I mean, pretty fun. much daily. And that's yeah. one I've always been told is very safe to do. Yeah, that's awesome. And read and research that it's very safe to do that. Yeah. Good so question. in conclusion, most of what we recommend is just doing those two days a week. They're usually like 20, 30 minute exercises working, you know, all of the muscle groups. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Core, you know, doing every, hips, glutes, quads, everything. It's not broken up into this muscle group this day, this muscle group the next day. It's kind of all in one and it's kind of circuit like where it goes relatively you're kind of moving through quickly without a lot of rest and it's pretty specific to running meaning like it works a lot of the muscle groups that you're using when you're exactly running. and the joints and the, so single arm single leg things you do in running because you think about right. running you don't hop you know you you, you yeah. use one leg at a time you use one you are time. yep like bench pressing yep. you don't you're not pushing something with two hands when you're running you're doing one arm at a time. So just working on things like that. That's so interesting how you put that. Cause that's true. Like we were basically landing on one foot, like, right. And then landing on the other. Well, think about one big thing I would have you do in college was just stand on the BOSU right in the middle and just stand there for 30, 40 seconds. It's teaching With your ankle leg, yeah, yep. to balance. It was teaching your ankle to stay stable. So when you're stable. running on, you know, cross country or on trails or even on a road and hit a curb or something, you got a lot better chance of your ankle just bouncing back than twisting. So that's why and, I do a lot of those things. Yeah, I mean, that is just so specific to our sport. Whereas, right. you know, if you're just going in there doing, you know, whatever you found on YouTube or, you know, like right. a, a beach body workout or just benching, it's so much more effective to like what we're doing. Cause... And I didn't just take a dart and you know, throw it at a board. This is, uh, you know, a lot of working, <laughs> a lot of working with a lot of athletes over years and like what I really feel works. And, and research, I didn't make it up. I read it. I, you know, I looked into it. I've done it. Right. Your personal I've, trainer. I've yeah. I've tried it on you. I've tried it on other people and you get feedback and, and really, I think the, the proof is in the people staying healthy. And like I oh, said, yeah. I'm not saying it to brag, but I only have a couple of, you know, real bad injuries in like 10, 15 years of coaching is, well, it's more than that now is pretty right. good. I mean, injuries happen um, yeah. no matter what you do, but having those stress fractures, those more severe ones, I think it's. A lot of it's to do with doing the sports-specific type of training. Yeah, that's, that's really important and great to hear. And I think a lot of people listening, if you're curious about, you know, getting started with a strength training program and you don't really know where to start um, and you just want to maybe, like, talk to us before if, like, you're interested in working with Skelly or just hearing more about the program, we can definitely send out more information. You can yep. reach out to him on Instagram or reach out to me www.runforprs.co i'll put that in the notes of the show yeah um we definitely love to have you try it out even like for a month i mean you yep. no commitments just see if it's something that you're you like i mean if you don't right. like it yeah <laughs> or whatever yeah it's not no and, commitments and i'm here. always you know questions any questions people want to ask you know fire them away i'm, I'm happy to answer those right or if you want to even like come up with your own training based on the questions you ask skelly or based on what you've right. heard today like i'm sure you could come up with something if you know you're into the personal training field and all of right. that yep there's a you know obviously a lot of different ways to do things this is one way but it's one way that i just feel really confident works yeah i think it's really effective and um yeah i, I don't know if like we totally mentioned this but doing like the more 
or what is it? Less reps, more, I don't know. Yeah, so lower but yeah, lighter weights, more reps. <laughs> and that's really any of the ones I do. I never do less than probably eight reps um, because then I'm assured that they're, it's not going to be too heavy of a weight. And I do probably up to like 15. Um, but I think that's more beneficial for a runner than say like sets of four with like heavy weight. That's just a different kind of a goal and a different kind of a thing that's happening. Right. So it's the- not that it's like bad to do that. It's just, no, you have to think about different. what's your running goal. You yep. know? If you yeah. want to get stronger and do that, then that, that's the kind of workout you should do. And I, and I strength train people that are, that's their goals all the time. Totally. Just, you know, it's just running this a little bit different and it's from years of trying to, you know, figure it out the best that I can. Yeah, I loved hearing all of your expertise, and I think it was, like, super helpful to answer all of these questions and do, like, a deep dive. It was basically yeah. an hour we talked about <laughs> it, so that's great. Thanks so much yeah. for sharing your expertise with your, you know, 20-plus years of personal training and run coaching experience. Yeah, it makes me feel old when you say that, but you. <laughs> No, you're just so wise. There you you go, just have wise. so much experience, yes. really. I have been doing it for a long time, and I still love it, so that's a good thing. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much. Yep, thanks for having me. Yep.